0: Hey Amarillo, my name is Jason Boyette and you're listening to Hey Amarillo, the interview podcast featuring some of the most interesting people and stories of Amarillo, Texas. So this is a special episode. It marks episode number 52 of the show. That's not a typical milestone number. It's not like when a TV show airs its 100th episode or anything. But for a weekly podcast, it reminds me that I've published a show every Monday since my very first episode in late September of 2017, and my guest was Mayor Ginger Nelson. That's an entire year of weekly podcast episodes. So for this week's show, I decided to do something different. Instead of featuring a particular guest, I invited Wes Reeves in to have a conversation with me about this past year. Sort of a look back at this local podcast experiment And how it has worked so far. In addition to that, I have a new endeavor to announce that involves you as my listener in my attempt to keep producing Hey Amarillo into the future. So what you should know is that I didn't tell Wes much at all about what I wanted of him. But he's an ex-journalist. He's a media figure himself. So I just gave him a mic and told him to ask whatever questions came to mind. So here's Wes Reeves and me. Wes, it's yours.
1: You know, this is crazy. You would actually give me an open mic again? I thought after the first time, surely not, right? So,
0: well, I, you know, it was uh, it it was a <laughs> success. I think the first time because you were actually I don't know if you know this, you were the very first person I in- interviewed for the podcast. Um, I think your episode was episode number five or six, but you like like the actual recording you were my guinea pig so
1: you were practicing on me yeah
0: and i knew that i wanted somebody who was comfortable talking and who wouldn't be too mean you know yeah, if, exactly if, if it went awkwardly or something so i appreciate that
1: i've been known to talk and nothing really you know good to come out you know it just talks as, as long so, as it's entertaining yeah it's entertaining, entertaining it's right makes so sense. that's that's all i ask well you know it's been so much fun listening to your podcast this year and then some of us that I, I'm not a huge podcast listener, you know, a lot of folks do listen to a lot of this, but, uh, so you're kind of my standard. You're the gold standard of a podcast. So well, good. I,
0: it, I guess that's good. It's
1: been fun. I've known a lot of your guests, uh, throughout the, the year. I've learned a lot from them and you know, what's been really fun is, uh, not just, not just entertaining. And there've been times I was moved to tears, uh, listening to some folks and, uh, I gained knowledge from it. So you're, you know, you're doing a great service. Well, I
0: appreciate it. That's, that's been my goal. All along,
1: Well, it's been fun, and you know, it's funny, uh, there are, uh, we're, we're a city of what, 200,000 people maybe, roughly, There, are, there's a lot, you could go on forever, right? So. I really
0: could, I, I've told people <laughs> this, when I decided I want to do this thing, you know, to start this experiment, I made a list of people that would be good guests, and it was about 150 people deep, I mean, I have a spreadsheet, and I just thought, okay, I'll make my way through all of these people, and it'll give me at least three years or so. Yeah. And I, I've barely scratched that list. I've covered maybe ten of the people on that original list, and you know the other forty are just people that have come up along the way.
1: I, I know I've had people come to me and say, "You ought to talk to I, I, you know Jason, right? You ought to talk to Jason about using uh, bringing so and so onto the show." And I'm so if I'm getting these questions, I, I would imagine every week you get suggestions as yes. well. Yes, so.
0: and I love it. I mean, people are saying almost every week somebody says either, "Hey, you should interview this person," or. Hey, how do I become a guest on your show? Because they're associated with a nonprofit, or they've got you know some event coming up. They want publicity oh. for, and I love that. I mean, I, I love being able to take advantage of of those opportunities to to talk about things that people are passionate about.
1: You know, this is such a, a sort of an out growth or uh beyond social media you know we we have uh we have an opportunity to get to know a lot of people through social media but we never really meet them or find out a lot beyond just uh you know their cat's name or something like that and uh so i see uh what you do uh is really bringing people together in a meaningful way we don't have time to meet all of these cool people and i would love to we all have jobs and we have things we have to do and and uh I, we don't have so much capacity, I guess, to really get to know people. But it's such an intimate way. Uh, it's like you're just sitting in with somebody, which you, you really are.
0: Well, I mean, that, that's what I thats what I love about just the format itself. I mean, take somebody like you that, that might be recognized across the city because you have to be on the news every once in a while or you're quoted in the paper. But that's literally how they know you. They They read a few quotes that a reporter has selected to explain something that happened or they see you talk for 90 seconds on a newscast. You don't get to know a person that way. But if you hear somebody talk in their voice and tell their stories for like 35 uninterrupted minutes, you know, in a podcast, that's, that is much more intimate. And you get to know somebody, you hear their voice, you hear how they talk, how they think. I mean, I think that that's a unique way to meet somebody that that really is just kind of other than sitting in somebody's living room and having a conversation with them which we can't always do uh, this is the next best thing
1: and you know it's much harder to demonize someone uh, if you you know about them and i think one of the problems we have in our society today is just so easy if you uh, see a political candidate you don't agree with and all you're seeing is memes uh, with a lot of false information about these people it's it's easier to hate uh, if you don't have this intimate uh, gathering every so often and I think, so there again, I think you're doing something good for society in that respect. And I, I always go back to your, uh, and I'm so terrible with names, but you had the episode with the, the dreamer, the young man who... Uh, yeah. and
0: uh, His name is Julio Salazar. I'm
1: glad you remembered. That would be bad if you didn't Yeah, I, but, I might
0: have had to look at my notes. What a,
1: what a great guy. And I thought, you know what, I think anybody that would listen to this, even if they still come out on the, at the end of this podcast still believing the political view they had before... I don't think they would have had an extreme view of it after that. They they might still have some technical reasons why they still opposed uh, changing the law or, or anything like that. But you, you presented him as a human being, and uh, I think it really it really got it connected with people's hearts and souls. And uh, and I know you've had many others like that, but that one really stands out. In my Well, mind, and so. that's
0: a that's a pretty dramatic uh, example. Another one that I thought of is Tony Enzer, the GM of oh. the baseball team. <laughs> you know, and my my most downloaded episode was the one right after the the five finalist names were announced um there was the whole thing with the petition and everybody hating all the names and i I don't remember if this was actually in the episode or just me talking to tony before it but i told him i said you know i I don't want people in town to view you as like this mustache twirling baseball villain. I want them to yeah. see you as a person who has put thought into this sort of thing. Whether I like sod poodles or whatever or not, I do want us to be able to have a conversation with somebody that we don't just, you know, suddenly think, all right, this is the caricature of that person, and that's all they are. Yeah, you know there there are people behind every decision that's being made locally. There are stories behind every decision. And I'd love to be able to see the person behind maybe the face that we recognize or the name that we recognize.
1: Well, and, and conversation is, is what we're missing in, in the world, I think, because we're just going on the the soundbite, we're going on the meme, we're going on the, the Twitter post or whatever, and we're missing conversation. And I think that that really is so important because every issue uh, is is really, I'm, I'm one of these gray area guys, which probably drives some people crazy because it's real hard for me sometimes to just make an outright decision, but I think everything has merit on some, on some level. Uh, and it's just a matter of you, you you weighing that and and understanding everything before you make a decision. And so I think it's educational for people. And I know not all of your podcasts have been meant to educate people. Some have been more entertaining, but I think people learn from this. And, and well, uh,
0: you know, we we tend to this probably has always been a, a human thing, but we surround ourselves with people that are like us that that we feel comfortable around, exactly. which is good. You know, you you want to feel safe. You want to feel welcomed but that also limits your perspective you know you you only expose yourself to one idea or one way of looking at the world or someone whose thoughts are not going to challenge you and i found that that sometimes i learn more not by you know reading some news article or something but by spending time with someone who actually believes a different way than i do and if, if nothing else this forces me to have those conversations with people But I'm also doing it knowing that a whole lot of other people are going to be listening in, and that might challenge their perspectives. That might help them to think about an issue from a different viewpoint. Uh, Because we get so comfortable and safe that... We don't want to put in the effort to do that. And it takes some energy, you know, it so. does.
1: And it, and something about a podcast and, and your, your podcast in particular, I think the style of it is it's harder to turn it off. I mean, it, well, I say it isn't, you've got to, most of our, most of us are listening to this on our phones. You can hit the pause button, but in terms of just walking away from it, uh, you know, I think all of us are guilty of unfollowing certain people on social media because it made us uncomfortable uh, we don't watch certain TV stations, but a podcast invites people in. And, and I think you've done a really good job of that. I think you uh, just the tone of your voice and the way you approach things has been very inviting. And uh, I'm sure there were people, especially the, you know, so I laugh about the sod poodle thing because of all the things that have happened good and bad in this community this year, that probably got more ink than, than I'm, anything I'm else, sure. you know, and everybody's just, just uh, dis- sure that our team is called the sod poodles now. And I don't know if it's ever been decided. I think we'll all
0: be disappointed if we're not. I know, you know? exactly. It's like, you know, whenever that announcement comes, it's gotta be any I, day. I've now, seen
1: but. some people sort of come around to it, except for a, my friend, the judge uh, over in Oldham County, who has been hunting, shooting prairie dogs off his land all these years. He said, I'll go out there and I'll shoot them if they bring prairie dogs out there on that field. But, <laughs> Uh, but you know, it's funny. I mean, it it brought some uh, levity to, us, if, that, if that's the right word. I mean, we we step back for a minute and just, let's just think about this for a minute and, and quit making these rash decisions all the time. So it's 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 very good. Uh, it's been a very good addition to our media mix here in Amarillo, and I consider you part of the media here in well, town.
0: thanks. I I appreciate that. I, I I guess that I was before that because of my writing for Amarillo Magazine. I I had. If people pay attention to bylines, maybe they have, have seen some of the stuff that I've written. Um, this may be a little bit higher profile, but what I like is that it is, I think, I mean, and, and this will sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but I think it is a worthwhile addition to the media landscape, because that landscape is changing all the time. We've, we were just talking, you and I recently, about the decline of the Emerald Globe News and the newspaper and how it's gone from a staff of 200 to 30 or 40 people and and who knows what it'll be in five years? Who knows if podcasts will be a thing in five years? Mm-hmm. Uh, but as as the technology keeps changing, as the way that people consume information keeps changing, I want to be able to continue to tell stories. Up to now, you know, up until I started this podcast, that was as a writer. Uh, I don't consider myself a, a great audio voice. You know, I, I had a guest recently. Patrick Freeman who records audiobooks. and you know the whole time I was doing that episode I was like, his voice is so good <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna sound like a writer you know, just with a, a little chirpy voice coming in here. Um, so that always hasn't been comfortable, but I, I have wanted to at least give people another way to consume local extremely local media. You know when I started this I, I didn't know if a local podcast would work. Most podcasters want to have an audience of a million people around the world. I didn't have those kinds of dreams. You know, I, I thought maybe if, if a few hundred people in Amarillo listen to this, it might be a success. Um, and I mean, so far, if, if you're going by those numbers, then yeah, it's, it's a success. And you know, I guess we should get to the reason that I asked you to interview me. I mean, this, <laughs> this is the 52nd episode of the show.
1: We want to know the real Jason Boy. Yet, well, so. no, I'm not going to tell you okay. that. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's another. Episode. Nobody gets to know that. Okay.
0: No, I, I'm much more comfortable asking questions. Okay. Um, but I mean, this this is the 52nd episode. It's it's a year of doing the podcast, and uh, I I kind of wanted to do something a little bit special by bringing you back by by talking about uh, some different stuff to celebrate this weird milestone of, of 52 weekly episodes. I I haven't missed an episode. I've I've had something come out every Monday since then, which uh, to me feels like a, a small victory. It's pretty
1: amazing when you think about the flu and all the things that happened to us throughout the year. So, uh, you know, you uh, it's, it's, it's been a quick year. It's been a, it's been amazing. I think one of the things I've noticed uh, throughout this year is this general feeling of, at least with me, that there's sort of a movement in, in this community, I think, to, uh, to bring people together and to celebrate creativity to promote ourselves as a unique region and city, and you've done a very good job of that. So, uh, you know, some of us have talked about how do you kind of, kind of put your arms around this movement. How do you how do you turn it into something that's real? And uh, and you know, you've got some great ideas uh, about how to to invest in that. And I think that's something that we all need to think about. If, other than just talking about it, do we invest in making our city uh, a better place?
0: Yeah, it, it feels like like Amarillo is at a, an important moment right now. Um, and it has been maybe for the last couple of years, but we're starting to see you know, momentum from the decisions that were made 10 years ago that are, are rolling and, and, and coming to fruition with the ballpark or with uh, revitalization downtown with, with creative movements that are happening across the city. Um, and and I, that was really a driving force in starting this. I wanted to be a part of that on one hand, But I I didn't want that moment to like have passed by without me contributing my part. You know, I I didn't want to look back in 10 years and say, well, this thing happened and some people did some cool stuff. But I was just sitting in my, you know, my home office writing for clients in Fresno or the (laughs) East Coast because most of my clients are outside the city. And and so this was an opportunity for me to get involved in something local that it was intensely local and man it's it's one of the most fulfilling things that I do.
1: Well I feel like that you at least in my opinion you've become sort of the voice of this movement. Now you may that may make you blush a little bit but
0: but That's, you, that's only because uh, I have a microphone in front of that's me. That's right. It's, no,
1: I really think and I feel that from other people that that you you provided a voice uh, for for what we're talking about, and it's some of this is demographic changes. There's there's younger people uh, that, have, or that have come of age, and they they've looked around and they said, "We want to live here. We like it here. We're not here because we have to be here, and we want this to be a creative, interesting, unique place uh, on the map." And and we needed a voice, you know. And I think you probably didn't intend for that to happen. I think you just wanted to do something interesting. I don't. Maybe you did. I, I don't know. Well, I,
0: I didn't want to be a voice. Because this is audio or a face of any sort of movement, I did want to provide a platform exactly for that movement and and for those stories and for those those personalities. Um, with the knowledge that podcasting is a a new technology, newish technology, it's it's a medium that definitely has a younger demographic. Still new to
1: a lot of people, right? Yeah.
0: I find people all the time that are like, "I want to listen to your podcast, but I don't know what that is or how it works." And I'm always like, "Well." Give me your phone, and I'll, it really I'll help started you with younger
1: people, and it's kind right. of right. And and my my up. listeners are
0: younger. That doesn't mean I want all my guests to be millennials, because again, we need to listen to people who have experiences outside ours. Uh, and I try to keep it balanced between younger people doing cool things, older people doing cool things, you know, people that are, are outside our spheres of influence. But yeah, I, I I don't want it to be about me, but I did want to use, I guess, the tools and the connections. Um, and the experience I had to maybe create an environment where some of that influence could could take place, and some of those stories could be told.
1: Well, I, I believe that's happened in in, in, a, in a great way. And and like I said when I say the voice of it, not necessarily your your own voice that comes out Everybody's of your voice Everybody's self-conscious box.
0: about their voice. But, I'm just like, man, the <clears> less <throat> I talk in an episode, the better.
1: Well, here are, you know, I mean, this is allergies. I, I always sound like I've got my nose stopped up and it is right now because I've had horrible allergies this week, but you always sound the same. So, you well, sound, Listen back, you there are a couple great. of
0: episodes where I very definitely had a cold <laughs> while I was recording and it's a little bit more nasal. it up a little bit while you were in there. There but, aren't any filters you can apply that's, well, like that's less true. nasal. Yeah, that's true.
1: As I clear my throat. But uh, but I think that, that it's important that that, that your uh, you're listeners and, and, and the, the listeners of this movement understand this you've got other things to do too right you've got a family and you've got you got you've got to make a living so. yeah
0: and that's I mean that's the big challenge that I've had the whole way through was you know I'm a I'm self-employed uh, I'm a freelancer I do basic basically client work for clients you know in, in various places around the country uh, and I bill by the hour you know I'm, I'm like a lawyer in that way, I'm not like a lawyer in that I bill hundreds of dollars <laughs> yeah, um, by the different hour. Different scale yeah. there, probably. But I, you know, when when I'm when I'm not doing client work, I'm not getting paid. Um, and so that was one of my big concerns. I wanted to start the show. I'd done a podcast beforehand for about a year, uh, several years ago, and it was great. But like, it took four or five hours of my every week to do it, and it was a labor of love. And labors of love are great; they're fulfilling. But you know, I've got a daughter in college. A labor of love is that not going to pay her tuition. Thing, yeah, um, it's not going to pay my mortgage. And so that's that's one reason that when I started, I, I partnered with some some local businesses and entities to sponsor the podcast. Um, luckily, I've I've been able to sponsor to find a sponsor for every episode, other than one for every fifty-two of these these last episodes, which I'm super grateful for. And what that does is it, it covers my expenses, it covers the equipment that I bought before I started this, uh, which I, I wanted to do right, so it, it wasn't cheap. Um, you know, I have hosting and, and all this other stuff that I pay for, but primarily, you know, it takes me five or six hours to record an episode. It covers your time. Yeah, it, yeah. To, to edit it, to schedule interviews, to go meet people at their offices to interview them. Um, all of that stuff. And it has made me more busy this year than any other year I've, I've been working. Well, then even to promote it. I well, mean, to promote yeah. it too. I mean, and and I'm, quote, a social media expert and I do a terrible job promoting this on social media. I should do it a whole lot more than I do, but I just don't have the time for it. And so that's always been kind of a, a stressful thing to figure out, okay, I want to do this thing. I think this thing is, is good for Amarillo. I think, I hear every... Week from people who like the show and say man thank you for doing that show Um, but I'm always thinking okay that's great how can I get paid to do this show you know and I, I hate having to contact businesses and say oh could you sponsor my podcast and the the sales part is like the least fun. Well, part and of it. I and want to make shows. You and know, I want because to it's
1: people. a new kind of thing for a lot of our traditional. You know, Excel Energy, where I work, I actually was a sponsor one week. We so happened to be the week of the sod Poodle thing. And I am forever grateful. Yeah, for that. so that worked out very well. But uh, but a lot of times you're having to explain what is a podcast. You know, what does this mean? How does this benefit you? And that's a lot of effort. I mean, I can only imagine the conversations you've had to have uh, to do that. And that's well, taxing. people.
0: You know, the businesses that have the marketing dollars to do something like this have been spending money on media and advertising for decades generally you know i'm not going to ask some small business to sponsor a show because like, i mean that money's tight i know that but they're used to paying for tv spots or to paying for radio or print ads or billboards you know which is a totally different kind of medium from this. And, and often so, they have an
1: agency that arranges Right, all right. Too, and it, so. it
0: gets complicated, and you have to explain why it's important and how many people are listening and what it looks like, and which is not to... I, I don't want to complain about that. I mean, I don't want, want to be the guy who's like, my diamond shoes are too tight. I can't close my wallet because <laughs> yeah. there are too many hundreds in it. Exactly. I'm super grateful for that. But again, you know, it, it's one of those things that takes so much of my time um, trying to... To make it a an income source that uh, does make it hard to do the actual creative work, which is producing the product. Because it's just you. It is just me. I do not have a staff. I
1: know? would like to be your assistant someday, but I've got a full time job. If, but if you
0: could learn to a podcast, to a, no, I can Audio, I can talk. I would yeah. hire you right. I can up.
1: talk. Yeah. I can promote, but and if you did it
0: for free, I would definitely. Yeah,
1: do I'm. I'm always offering my you services for free. So. Something. It would be fun. It, it looks, and I think everybody says, "I want to do a podcast."
0: You know. Well, yeah, and you can. I mean, it's yeah. it's not hard to do you're it's hard to find the time it's to hard do. to do it right it's hard to do it right yeah. it,
1: it's hard to do it right and consistently and as you said to to go every week and one of the things that you you've gotten people expecting is that they're going to see a new podcast drop what sunday night monday, every monday
0: 9, around 4 p.m yeah so they're expecting that
1: and and you know what and i keep going off on other tangents here but I've, I've been interested to see the the different types of people that have come up to me and said i heard like when i was on your show on your podcast uh, that they heard it, and I'm like, "Well, you don't seem like a podcast listener, or you don't fit what I've thought of as the the typical, you know, millennial out mowing the grass with their earbuds." Right. In. But so I, I think that's. I, I wish you you probably don't even know a lot about your audience. You, you have some assumptions, I guess, but but you're learning more about them. But it'd be interesting to see who who it is.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I can see things like. You know what's the what's the breakdown of people who like the Facebook page? You know, it's about sixty percent women, forty percent men. Yeah, which is pretty right for Facebook. Um, anecdotally, I hear more from men who listen to the podcast really? who just say, "Man, I, I listen every week." Yeah. Um, and so I I don't you know there are a lot of abilities to see how many people download it, how many people are listening, where they're listening, uh, where the downloads go to. It is surprisingly across the United States. That's great um, so it's not just focused on West Texas and I imagine the people in New York or people who used to live in Amarillo sure people in San Francisco or people who have a tie to Amarillo. But yeah, I, I do hear very regularly from people who say I just I listen every week and I, I can't wait for it to. I've, I've had one guy, uh, my friend Jeff who it was like it was like noon on a monday it was like where's the episode i need an episode i'm folding laundry i don't know what to do i was like <laughs> oh i think it's I, four know what, o'clock. I think i know what yeah, jeff you're yeah. talking about so i don't want I i don't want a out or him anything out. as a laundry folder or yeah. anything like that but i i do get a sense that there are people and i'm just so grateful for this there are people that truly have made the show like a part of their schedule exactly um which i i just love and and that's not something that i ever dreamed i would have been able to do um, and that i mean that means the world to me,
1: and they're you know we're me being one of these we're, we're getting this for free basically I mean well just, you yeah know.
0: that's 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 the other uh, difficult part about producing a podcast you know you decide all right I want to I want to brew beer um, you can do that and do that but at some point you're paying for all these su- supplies you want to start you like, charging it. money for exactly, that beer yeah. and podcasts just as a rule it's it's a free medium mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things that people expect to be free. So yeah, that's that's why you sell sponsorships, that's why you try to find different ways to monetize it, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, and so now, you know, 52 episodes into this show, uh, as I'm getting tired of the constant selling, which, I mean, I, I just wanna be honest about that, I'm terrible at it, I'm, I'm not a good salesman. Uh, it feels weird to be asking people for money. Well, you fake it pretty well, because well, you seem pretty- Well, I fake it, <laughs> because I, I'm a ghostwriter, I'm good at faking right. words, you know? Um, but I, I can do it well and still like hate it on the exactly, inside. You yeah. know, I feel like it's sucking me dry. So uh, I, I've been looking for an alternative way to fund my work. You know, there the, the the great thing about living these days is that we do have a lot of these options now. You know, back back in olden times, if if you'll allow me to give you a history lesson, I know you like history. Th- there was this idea of patronage of artists, and so you have guys like. Leonardo da Vinci, who has, you know, the vastly wealthy Medici family of, of Florence, who pays da Vinci to just be an artist, to produce artworks that they could hang in their homes, or that they could just be known as the people who were associated with this famous guy. And so we have the Mona Lisa, and we have the Last Supper because of this wealthy aristocratic family who, you know, kept Da Vinci financially solved. Because he wasn't out selling years. pistachios at a No, or, no. You know, the he wasn't. Town, and so. he wasn't like, you know, making money on his paintings. No. Um, Shakespeare, you know, the same way. We have Romeo and Juliet and King Lear because he had wealth he had a series of wealthy patrons who funded his work. Um, even all the way up to like Picasso, uh, more recently. I mean, he had Gertrude Stein was one of his patrons. And she bought his paintings and she did gallery showings and all this kind of stuff to just keep these artists able to do their creative work uh, without having to worry about making a living, which is really, really cool. Now, the, the problem these days is I don't know too many uh, aristocrats um, who are asking me to paint anything or, or make any <laughs> podcasts for them or, or anything like that. But the, the, the cool thing about technology these days is that somebody is inventing a way to democratize the whole patronage process. And so you, you know about like Kickstarter and stuff like that. Where you've got filmmakers who want to make a documentary, but they don't have thousands of dollars to put toward it. So they do a Kickstarter. They they ask their friends and their family members to, you know, pledge an amount toward the creation of this product, say ten dollars.
1: Which is really the the only way I see it being done anymore. It's, right. it's like it's just the standard. It's yeah. So much. I mean
0: you, you sign up for Kickstarter, you create an account there, you you know, connect your credit card or whatever and pay your ten dollars and it helps a movie get made or exactly. whatever the project is. Recently, that Kickstarter model has been expanded to something else, and it's it's becoming uh, a monthly sort of... Because Kickstarter
1: is um, a one-time deal. Kickstarter is a one-time yeah. thing.
0: I mean, you you get your $10,000 that you raise, you create the product. And if you come
1: back at them the next month, they're going to be like, okay, uh, yeah, dude, I'm not feeling as generous yeah, this Yeah, I, I did so. that
0: once. Yeah, um, And so th- there's a website called Patreon, uh, and it takes that ancient patron model and turns it into like a a monthly way for artists or for creators to be supported by the community they create for. And so it's like Kickstarter, but it's every month. And so instead of saying, I'll give you $100 to make this film, uh, you say, I I see the value of the podcast you make, or I see the value of the artwork you produce, or your YouTube channel. I mean, there's all kinds of of, of people using this platform. Um, But instead of saying, I want to do this one-time thing and get a mug, uh, they they say I would like to give you four dollars a month so that you can continue making this podcast because I consume it I enjoy it I listen to it if it doesn't show up on time I feel mad because yep. I'm folding my laundry in silence um, <laughs> not to pick on Jeff but to say yeah I would I would like to contribute to this thing that you're doing on a regular basis so that you can continue doing that mm-hmm. and so as you know it, it it, the whole thing makes me uncomfortable to to be asking people for money. But I thought, I know people who are so invested in the show that maybe instead of always just asking these large corporations to be part of the funding meca- mechanism, there are some individuals who might feel strongly enough to say, yeah, I'd, I'd like you to keep doing I, this.
1: I don't see it as really... Being asked for money, I've get, it's more of an opportunity for ownership. You know, I yeah. Mean, I, I mean, not so. that we're going to tell you what to do or whatever, but I think because you said uh, some of us uh, have become uh, accustomed to, to this every week, and and we feel like it's part of our lives, and uh, I think people want to be owners of th- something. They want to invest. You know, there's so many opportunities in, here in Amarillo, and uh, my friends that that opened up six car. Uh, Had some opportunities. They actually brought in people to invest. Yeah, to
0: become like uh, yeah, big big time supporters. Yeah, exactly. And I
1: wasn't. All I was able to come up with was a little VIP membership. That was my contribution. But I did feel like I was helping something that I believed in. Uh, and I, you know, I'm glad to come back and, and do those kinds of things. I know coffee shops do this. You mm-hmm. become members. Yeah, there's uh, there's membership clubs. Exactly, and, and like you you know, I think for a lot of people they don't even expect anything in return other than just feeling like they're supporting something that's that's important to them. And and I think that's uh, an opportunity for people. And right. so I, when you explained this uh, Patreon, uh, which I never had heard of before. Uh, but it sounded like a great opportunity for, for everybody who's trying to create in this community.
0: Well, ultimately what it is, is is a, a payment platform. I mean, I don't want to shy away from that. You you sign up and you say, okay, I, I, this is a project that I want to support on an ongoing basis. It's similar to Kickstarter in that it allows you to set different tiers. So with Kickstarter, you might say, all right, you give $10, you'll get a mug. You give $20, you'll get your name as a a special shout out in the movie, you know, $30, I'll do a Skype call with you and we can talk about it, <laughs> right. I, whatever. It that would right. always, I thought was strange. I, yeah. I never wanted to talk to somebody on Skype. No, but, me either. Um, what, what Patreon does is it allows me to set those same different tiers. And so if there's somebody who thinks, all right, I love listening, you know, every time I listen to an episode, that's worth about a dollar. And so uh, I'll give you four dollars a month, and and that's kind of just a, a way to say thanks. It's like buying me a cup of coffee. Um, but th- there are also other tiers for people who maybe are more invested, or they want to get something back in return that allows me to to do that. And so I've you know I've been thinking about this a long time, uh, but I, I've set up some some monthly subscription or sponsorship tiers uh, using Patreon that I think will help me connect more with listeners. I think it'll help listeners connect more with me, like maybe give me more access if we're not friends on Facebook or, or whatever, um, but but to kind of create more of a community with some back and forth and with not, not just people throwing money at me, but people subscribing with the expectation that they get something in return. And so I've tried to design the tiers that way. Yep. Um, and, and so here's what I'm thinking, and, and I will, you know, you can go to patreon.com slash amorello and see how it all breaks down. Um, but but here's how I've divided it up. Uh, I, I set a the, the first level, the, the very easiest level, is just like an appreciation level for four dollars a month. Um, you know, give me your four dollars, and Patreon will take a cut of that, so I'll end up with like three bucks and ninety cents or something. Not bad. Um, but but what that does is it gives you access to my page, where I'll post some different exclusive kind of updates, like say, hey, I just interviewed Wes today, and there's a photo of it. You won't hear him for four weeks, yeah. but. You know, and here's the stuff we coming. had to
1: cut out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: here's here's the uh, the unedited version. Yeah. Um, but but primarily, what I think this one is is just saying thanks. I appreciate it. I want you to keep doing this without expecting much in return.
1: I like the four. You know, you could have said four, five, d- well, but I like know, four. I like four dollars is like
0: a cup of coffee. It's a That's, cooler
1: looking number too. I'm a I'm a numbers guy. Okay. I, like, I like four. That's I'm good. glad you appreciate yeah. the the quality of a That's four. That's kind of weird, but I like it.
0: The second level is the one I'm actually most excited about because it's a bonus episode level. And so if if you do this one, and I've priced it at $10 a month, um, this subscription not only shows your appreciation, of course, but it gives you exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes. And this is something that listeners have asked me about since it started, like since like a month into it. When are you going to be the guest? Jason, when are you going Uh, to be the one answering the eight straight questions? Or what do you think about this? Or why don't you... You know, interrupt your guests too often to share your opinion. I, I try to kind of disappear in the episodes and just drive the conversation. Um, I get the idea that people want to know more about me. So what I'm going to do is, through my my Patreon page, is, is to let people ask me questions within that platform. And then a couple of times a month, I will just record an episode, maybe 10 minutes, that's me answering those questions. Oh, and so great. it's an yeah. ask me anything sort of thing yeah. that I will... Actually, answer some questions of listeners. I will share my opinion. I guess you'll get a little bit more of my personality, but this will be exclusive. This will not be on the regular podcast feed. It'll be exclusive. You'll have a special uh, URL that you enter into your podcast app in order to get like this special bonus Hey Amarillo episode. Yeah.
1: So you just go through your app. Yeah. I mean, I I will
0: provide like a special URL. Yeah. Um, You can, you don't have to look for shows within Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can sign up by URL. And so you'll have that thing that. It will not be something that you'll get just as a regular person listening to the feed. You'll have to have this exclusive access. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. yeah, um, to like do that. that. Uh, so that's that's the uh, bonus $10 a month level. I threw in another one, a $25 a month level because, uh, and I call this the executive producer level. Um, because I know there are some people who are just like, man, I want to be a part of this show. I, I want you to mention my, you know, something I'm involved with, or I just love everything that's happening. And so I thought I would just call this executive producer and give people an opportunity if they give at this level. You'll be an exec producer of the show. And at the end of every episode, I'll say, Hey, Amarillo podcast is executive produced by Wes Reeves. I, and you know,
1: I love the idea of the, the companies and the, the groups that we talked about backed on this movement. It's not just individuals. There are, there are companies and there are people making money in this community who still feel like they're part of a, of a, of a change. And I think to me that's a great spot. Yeah, right I, I want
0: you. I want people to feel some ownership of it. Exactly. And, and what that does is it gives them the ownership. Now you also get the extra bonus episodes and all that stuff and the other tiers. But beyond that, you know, if, if there's this is a product that you love, you get your name associated as a person who makes that happen week to week. Yep. Uh, I, I, I think that. I hope there's some value in that for I people. I think there is. Uh, and the final one is is one that I I'm really interested in seeing how it works. Uh, as an experiment, and it's a sponsorship level, donation, subscriptions, w- you know, whatever you want to call it, for $100 a month. That's not the amount that I ask of sponsors. That amount is more than that. But like, if you sponsor an episode in your Excel energy, you get 75 seconds you know, of me talking about Excel. There's a thing at the beginning, and there's a longer thing in the middle. Um, that's not what this is. But if, if you do this $100 a month uh, subscription, then you'll get one episode per month where I'll talk about your business of your choice or the organization of your choice, or the for 20 cause, s- yeah, whatever, cause whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, for about twenty seconds. And so, if you're one of these businesses that can't afford a traditional full episode sponsorship. Yep. You can do this kind of thing and every month, you know, I can talk about your business. I can talk about an event that's happening. I can talk about an organization that you just want to highlight if you're an individual. I think
1: there's a lot of opportunity there. I think is, there is, is for it? people
0: that are involved in things, yeah. or if you just have a smaller business and you don't have the budget for a full sponsorship. I, I can see episodes happening where I've got two or three of, of these that I'm I'm promoting in an episode. And I, I think it maybe has some value. Uh, beyond just saying, "Hey, I, I want to get some bonus episodes or something," you know, this is a way to get the word out about uh, something that's happening. Well,
1: and I like that idea. You know, we're, we're bombarded by uh, Facebook posts and and emails and whatever that we our, our eyes have kind of learned how to avert themselves <laughs> away from some of this. But when you're hearing someone talking about this, uh, if you I, I keep going back to the causes or the events that you've got going on. This would be a great level for that. Uh, and it's not, uh, I guess when you do a hundred dollars per month, do you, do you kind of do a year's worth or something like that? Or do you just do it? It would be monthly, monthly, you know? And so
0: you at the start of every month, you know, it, it bills your credit card. And
1: and if you, I guess down the road, you didn't want to. Oh, sure.
0: All you have to do is just stop it. You know, you cancel it. So just
1: ongoing unless you stop. And you know,
0: I can envision a thing where maybe somebody does this hundred dollar a month sponsorship and they don't have anything to promote in January. But I'll just roll that to February sure. and say, okay, you didn't do anything last month. Now you've got 40 seconds and and we'll see whatever you want to do. So I, I think there's a lot of flexibility for me as a host. I think there's a lot of flexibility for uh, supporters who who want to um, sponsor the show at that level. But what I like is that it it gives me a level of freedom, all of these, from $4 a month to $100 a month, to continue producing Hey Amarillo without worrying about its impact on my time without worrying about am I going to get any extra income from this this month. Yeah. Even you know the the dings on my workload, You know this episode has taken me a whole lot longer to edit than other ones. Knowing that I've got this recurring income source just makes that a whole lot easier psychologically to, to well, keep I, doing. I think it. it makes you
1: have a better product. I mean, you've well, yeah, you, you got a great sure. product, but you're going to be able to put more effort into, you know, it, it takes a lot of effort to probably talk People into doing this sometimes, you know, and just I don't know if you've had people tell you no at some point, but
0: well, usually there's a level of suspicion yeah. about it if they don't know me already or if they haven't heard about it already, and I have to convince them I'm not just some Yahoo with a microphone or that I'm going to come like do some sort of gotcha journalism or yeah, something. Yeah. I, hopefully, my reputation has has built to that point that at this point, when I introduce the show. Most people have heard of it, or have listened, or have secretly been hoping that I would contact them. You know, yeah, and so yeah, it, it, yeah. it makes that a lot easier sure. to, to come in and do it.
1: Well, and, and it's, even once you get a guest, I mean, you're, you've got to spend some time developing how you're going to do this. You've got to know something about that person or or what that person does. I mean, I just think about all the time that would take, and that's the creative process. Uh, as you said, going and selling a, a sponsorship to uh, a business is not necessarily creative there's some creative thinking in there <laughs> you know who and do some I, people who are do I, really really good at that yeah, it's just know, not me who do i talk to how do i ask all that kind of stuff but you you, you and i are kind of like in that respect it, it kind of stresses us out a little bit so uh so i think that's a, I think this is a great great way around that I, i'm i'm really impressed
0: well I, I see it as an experiment i look at this podcast as is sort of a a new independent type of journalism. It's a little bit different from journalism in the past or how we traditionally think about it, but it, it's journalism that's specifically about a community. And if I could find a way to have the community also support it, so that it, it just keeps going and keeps rolling, you know, there are two hundred thousand people here. I'd love to interview as many of those as I can. You know, week to week, it's going to take me a while. Um, do,
1: yeah, it's moved to every day. But I really you know, I, I yeah, uh, still
0: I, guess, I guess I yeah. guess I could do that full time if I get enough support. Um, you know, but I, I'm just so honored that so many people here listen to the show and see it as valuable. And I, I want to continue creating it as long as I can. Uh, and so that's why I'm looking for ways to find some income as a result of it, of, of creating a product that, that people like, because I, I can't create a podcast stand and put it out on Polk Street and, you know, hand MP3s out for a dollar a piece, you know? Um, I guess you could. Which that makes me weird. think of
1: the old years ago, the man on the street. This was before my time, but there used to be a guy that stood on the street corner of Sixth and Polk and would interview people live. Yeah, uh, on KGNC, I believe. So that would be uh, that'd be
0: fun. We'll we'll put you on the street one of these okay. days. I'll, I'll try. That'd it. That'd be a special. Do a live movie. show yeah, on exactly. the corner we of Polk and Tenth. Yeah. <laughs> Wes, I appreciate you uh, sitting down with me and and you know kind of talking me through this process. I, I didn't want to just sit and do a monologue. Um, I think it's a great conversation,
1: and I think if you sat down with anybody that's been listening to the podcast and and ask them about this, they would say, "Hey, this, Jason, this is a great idea." You know, I, I think people are willing to support this, and and I think uh, we all need to step up and not just not just with your podcast, but all the creative processes going on in town. It we forget that it takes money. Uh, I, I know some musicians, and it just bugs them to no end when they're asked to perform for free. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, this is what I do to make. You know, this is our art, but we do this also to make a living, and so. We've got to be willing to put some skin in the game. And I think this is a real easy way to do it.
0: Well, I, I really appreciate it. Um, I, I appreciate you listening to the show. I appreciate you being willing to uh, interview me for this podcast episode. And, you know, as, as weird as it is to have something that's so self-focused, you know, the, the topic today is, hey, give me some of your money. Um, but I, I just appreciate, you know, the listeners who hear me out and let me kind of stumble through this this embarrassing uh, sort of scenario, but i I believe in the episodes. I believe yeah. in the podcast. I believe that it it does some good. I hope that it continues doing good, and I want I want to keep doing it. You know, we want
1: you to, and hopefully, there's some people listening hoping I will say something weird. You know, and then that, they've held on to this whole end of this podcast. Right, so, so, uh, so far been, I've done all right. Okay, I've done pretty good. Uh, so. Sure, yeah. Okay,
0: any of the weird stuff probably has been edited out. That's already, true. So.
1: That's true. So. But uh, no, it's, it's great. I'm glad, uh, like I said, I think people would love the chance to talk to you. And they, they feel like they're talking to you anyway every week. And uh, you know anything we can do to, to help that along, you know, just, uh, just let us know.
0: All right. Well, I've, I've set one goal. Patreon allows you to set a goal for raising money or getting subscribers or whatever. And the only goal I've set is $500. If I can get oh. $500 a month... You know, on an ongoing basis, then I will do the episode that people have been asking me for from the beginning, which is for me to be the guest and somebody else to be asking the questions. Why are you here? How did you get here? And all of the eight straight questions. Yep. What's your coffee shop? Do you like pack a sack or toot and I'll be the guest and I'll answer those questions and and that will be my gift to supporters if once we can hit that five hundred dollar threshold.
1: Well that's a challenge and I I would encourage people to do that because I want to hear this myself. Right.
0: So I'll, I'll prepare for I it. I feel like
1: I could ask you anytime anyway, but but you know I'll, Yeah, but I'll, I won't tell you. You I'll, won't I'll, tell me unless you know I'll, unless you give me five hundred dollars. Yeah, let's get the checkbook out. I'll I do not have a checkbook anymore, but we'll we'll figure something yeah. out.
0: So it's uh, it's patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n. So it's like patron, but it's got an extra E in there. E, extra e, patreon.com yeah. slash hey Amarillo. That's where you can find the page. That's where you can sign up and subscribe, become a monthly supporter if you wish. And if you do, I really appreciate it. This was great, man. Thank you. Thanks, Wes. And that concludes the episode. Again, if you want to become a part of my Patreon community and support this podcast on a monthly basis, go to patreon.com slash Amarillo. I really do appreciate it. Please know that if you don't want to do that kind of thing, I totally understand and I still appreciate you and the regular weekly podcast will still be free. It'll still be available as long as I can continue making it. So special thanks to Wes Reeves for being my interviewer. If you want to learn more about him, check out episode number six. It was published on November 6, 2017, way back in the archives, and you can hear Wes in his official interview. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, especially to those of you who have been with me from the beginning, who download episodes every week, regardless of who the guest is. I, I really do appreciate you. My name is Jason Boyette, and I'll see you next week.